<sighs> it's nice to do an album again. I'm sorry we got sad for a while. You did know? you hit the button? I did hit the button. Cool. It's recording. What oh. button? The, re- the recording the record button. button. The record button has been hit. And, uh... Hit the motherfucking button. Hit that motherfucking button. These are a lot easier to fucking... Uh... Edit with this shit right here. Because, like, after we're done... And I don't see... Like, I don't hear us do any audible mistakes. I just, like, plug it in. Put the fucking title in there. And then put the other fucking ending in there. And then I'm set. This is It's so nice to edit. Great. I do have a hyper-specific. Uh, oh, we get God. I have to write down when the hyper-specific <laughs> is now? You have to, Son of a bitch. to do that. Oh, Kevin, I don't have a pen. God damn it, I have to get up and get a pen. God damn it. I'll just make something. I'm still recording. Keep making funny things happen. Hmm. Sounds like a bad problem. Yeah. So how you doing? You're lucky. There was a pen right here. I trust that you expect the worst from us. Not exactly, radio. Hey, what's up? We're back. We're actually talking about an album this time. Wow, what a difference. Because we got sad, and we needed cheering up, and we talked about shanties, but then we also talked about Packer things, so then it didn't... <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't hitting it. it was, there was, we were really unlucky the last couple weeks here, but, uh, but uh, here we are, talking about a full album again. One that just came recently, uh, just the other week. And uh, before I get into that, hey, what's up? It's your host, Benny K, and... Tony, uh, what's the med- Todd taking his medicine at <laughs> at noon. Tony, <laughs> medicine at ah, noon. Ah, damn it! It's ah, the other noon. That's it's all right. Night noon. Night noon. <laughs> night noon. And of course, Kevin gives me. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? You can always catch us. Of course. Here. You can also catch us on Twitter. Our personal Twitter is mine is oh yeah Benny twenty three, Tony's is leftover cruise, and Kevin's is K Gesme twenty one. Yeah, probably. No, just at K Gesme. Oh, it's just K Gesme. Okay, it was twenty one's the email. That's how you the, email them. Uh, oh, that's how you email them. Okay, because emails them. back in the day needed numbers and the addresses and. <laughs> My, that's one of the like one of the crazy things right remember like everybody first signing up for their emails like you can't use your real name otherwise you're gonna get hacked by yeah. the online people and now everyone's like what do you mean your email isn't just your name like xxx black blade xxx or 20 at mail.com <laughs> hotmail oh my god uh i remember specifically my friend had to set up my email for me, and because uh, I was like in seventh grade, and I had no idea. I'm like, my parents finally got a computer with internet, like in eighth grade, and then I'm like, could you set me up an email? I don't know. I was doing boomer shit when I was like thirteen, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, I remember my very first email, and I think I still use it every once in a while for like other shit that I don't want to like spam email coming to my actual email. Is like Luigi yeah. underscore is underscore awesome. 
at hotmail.com. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. I know Tony yeah, remembers yeah. it because he gives me shit about it all the time still. I get I got I got the burner too. It's just not as an embarrassing address at all. So I like you. <laughs> wow. First of all, I am okay with thinking that Luigi is awesome, okay? Keeping for Luigi in this economy. <laughs> Man. Ah, emails, good times. <laughs> so we discovered that we're older now because, you know, we're in our 30s. And uh, another band that's been following us throughout our whole entire lives. The Foo Fighters, they're also a little bit older. But... Following us? Okay, sorry. We're following them, I guess. Not following <laughs> us. They are following No, I mean, like, following us in the future. Like, their music followed us. Dave, not like them. Dave, follow us. This is my reality. <laughs> this is my fucking reality. They're fucking following me. That's it. <laughs> Either way, their music has been with us throughout most of our so entire mad. lives. If this turns out everything's a simulation of my mind, I'd be really mad if it put me in this position. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, why would why would you do this? Why would like, you just make me some random jack off in Wisconsin? <laughs> what the fuck? It's like that uh, Rick and Morty episode where they go to like Blitz and Ships or whatever, and then like they yeah. do a simulator and well, it's uh, an arcade game. Yeah, <laughs> and Morty the normal life. <laughs> yeah. And Rick is like, why did you become a carpet salesman for like 30 years? What is wrong with you? <laughs> He's taking him off yeah, the ground. Oh, yeah. That, it's going to be me when I take off the headset. Like, why did you do that for 70 years? <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh, <laughs> Just pick some <laughs> random jack off of Wisconsin. And like, it's like a podcast? Really? Years. That's what you started? Of all the <laughs> things? you going to do? God. Uh, what are you doing? Just what did you? What was that anxiety thing that you gave yourself? What the fuck was yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's, well, that's it's probably like, it, it's playing it on a uh, hard mode, you know. <laughs> Real well, hard. No, that, that's probably like uh, when you equip yourself with shit like that you want in the game, but it has to do one of those games where it gives you a negative stat. Fair, uh, yeah. sure. So that's the thing. Like <laughs> I stop myself from having a deadly disease, but then the like yeah, the offshoot is you instead get hit with a mental illness i uh, and it's just like a roulette wheel that you spin at that part of the game and you just get hit with something like i'm lucky i didn't get land on like schizophrenia or something oh god yeah for sure i, I was like you, you took it to like a, a different level with like you could have had in this deadly disease where i'm thinking like you get to have long hair for a long time but yeah, so you, you also are not bald <laughs> But then also, you're kind of a big guy. Like, what, there's a give and take in there. What do you do? Like, luscious, luscious hair trait. <laughs> hey, what's oh, up? I used, all, I used all my points towards hair. <laughs> now I don't have feet. People are going to confuse you for... <laughs> I don't have feet! <laughs> Damn it! Feet! People are going to confuse you for a big, fat Jesus for most of your life. This is a... Uh... This is this is what happens when you listen to the Foo Fighters. That's yep. Basically. Anyways, yes, we are talking about the Foo Fighters and their newest album, which actually dropped dropped uh, less uh, less than two weeks ago. Medicine at Midnight. We're talking about that today, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got some things to it, and I mean we can go through it all, of course. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit of the history of the Foo Fighters in our lives. Um. I remember really getting into the Foo Fighters right when I started listening to what was their first uh, the self-titled album. That was really good. I just remember like the his, like learning the history of Dave Grohl and how he actually produced that whole album by himself. 
uh, I was like, wow, this sounds really good. And it was like on the, uh, like, I don't know if it was like a couple years after Nirvana, you know, unfortunately ended. But uh, I remember Dave locked himself in like a house for a while, just like kind of grieving his friend, Kurt, you know, you know, dying. And uh, then just making this badass album and like, it just sounded legit. And that's, I don't know, that was special to me. And then just going on from there, listening to The Shape and Color, uh, Echoes, Silent, uh, yeah, Echoes and Silence, Patience and Grace, um, all those Skipped albums. A couple, I know I did. I know I did. I was going to say, like, <laughs> and all the albums in between, uh, like, it, it was, like, great. I don't know. It was awesome. They really stuck with me for a while there. But, uh, yeah, that was my Foo Fighters history. Kevin, I know you have a bunch of Dave Grohl stories or Foo Fighter stories or something about Dave Grohl. I don't know, something. Just go ahead. I mean, one of the first songs I ever learned to play on a guitar was Times Like These. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, I was a really big fan. I thought it was neat that uh, freshman year of college, they dropped Echo Silence, Patience of Grace, and then senior year of college, they dropped Wasting Light. So it was mm-hmm. kind of a nice little bookend to have uh, Foo Fighters there. Uh, and also to see them play the harley davidson 105 which was mm. a great show and then also they were one of the headliners for the sasquatch music festival back in 2011 which is still one of the best concert festivals things i've ever been to in my life if not the like number one festival ever like if you can get out to the gorge uh amphitheater out in washington so it's it's a beautiful place to see concert it's it's just fucking gorgeous shout out to the pacific northwest um just beautiful part of our country anyways i love the puget sound uh Uh, it's just that's one of my favorite uh things i've seen in our country so far of uh just oh this is pretty too bad we're wrecking it all right right um but yeah uh i think one of their strengths is that they didn't ever do the two-year album cycle um like first on obviously when they first started going but then after that it was more of a three four year cycle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then Mm -hmm. it would make you miss it even more and so whenever their single would come down uh you would know an album's coming you know uh i dropped off i was discussing uh the last definite like single i remember is the pretender which i didn't even realize was 2007 which wow mm-hmm. so went 14 years without following very closely because i knew wasting light was an album and i think i heard whatever the single was like in passing but then i look at so Sonic you Highway. definitely heard walk mm-hmm. because you've seen the first thor movie oh yep okay there we go which yeah was featured in that uh movie yeah, I was going to say, like, there's a lot of good... And then Sonic Highways and Concrete and Gold, I look at those albums, I'm like, I don't... I'm sorry, I apologize to this man, but I do not know who he is. Well, that's the thing, I <laughs> so think... Concrete honestly, and Gold had yeah, but... a couple tracks on it that were fine. Sonic Highways, I th- it was too bloated of a project, honestly. In my, I think... So it's part of an HBO documentary where they went to eight different cities to like learn the music history of each city. And then they tried to write songs with clips from the interview lines that the people they were talking to like told them. And it's, it was a project that went half measured. Dave's first directorial experience probably. 
Probably. Um, so that would probably uh, lend to it, I would assume. Um, the only reason I know of that now that I remember is just a shit poster back then. Like, I don't really think I don't really see him post anymore, but I remember uh, was making fun because there was just so many ads of like Dave Grohl producing his first series for HBO. Like, just because there's such a <laughs> we'll talk about this, too. But like every straight guy that likes rock music is kind of gay for Dave Grohl. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely, uh, I noticed absolutely. like, you know, uh, like yeah like perfectly straight men will like uh they've confessed to me they come up to me and tony and they're like i i would <laughs> i would marry dave Grohl if you asked me guilty and i'm like i know tony's like i don't even know who you are yeah. why are you how do you know <laughs> it happens all the time i'm like i know i'm aware sir well see I'm aware i i you're I a straight him. man who wants to marry dave Grohl. i eased him into it because i was the first one to say it say it to him Ooh. then he's just like oh wow a bunch of other these oh yeah he's definitely gonna get a bunch and, of these as a supposedly straight guy, Ben, there's a lot of dudes you would straight up marry. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> you would straight up, like, you're really jealous of a uh, divergent lady right now. Oh, you because know, of... she's taking your she's taking your man. Yeah. You Jaylene know. Woodley. I was going to say that's, uh, can't take the MVP. Yeah. Can't take my MVP. He's mine. But yeah, uh, but yeah, there were so many ads for that. So he like always would just be constantly just randomly tweeting. Did you know Dave Girl is directing his own HBO series? <laughs> <laughs> like for like, two years straight was just random tweets of did you know? And then it's just a picture of one of the ads. Uh, so that's why I remembered that. But also the album covers, you can tell, are just too different. Mm-hmm. Sonic Highways and Concrete and Gold, they honestly both look like hip hop covers. Yeah, they don't look that. like the right genre. <laughs> see, and so that's the always... thing too about like uh, Sonic Highway is like it was more like I don't know. I, I guess maybe I didn't give it the proper listen through because I didn't really like it that much. But like it was more like ballads, like rock ballads almost. Mm. I I don't yeah I don't think that there's actually a good song on that album that won't like it completely flopped in my opinion. I can see that one but, being a dream pop. If, if you like too. the album, you like the album. <laughs> but Concrete and Gold definitely looks like a. A rap album. Um, but anyways, we're going to the one we're actually talking about, Medicine at Midnight, which yeah. does look like a rock cover album. I really dig the cover art, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Like the um, lips with like, or is that like it looks like lips, but it's an eye, a bunch yeah. of eyes. Yeah. It's, it's like a kind of cl- iconoclastic where you're like looking at a couple different things mm-hmm. and they're all kind of making you confused. I like it. <laughs> um, Honestly, seeing this uh, album cover reminded me a lot of the Wasting Light album cover. So, yeah, yeah, like, yep. it kind of already got me into a headspace of seeing as Wasting Light was like their last front to back uh, good shit, good album. Yeah. Like, uh, so this one, it, just seeing the album cover already put me in a good headspace for hoping for good things. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. I enjoy that. Like, well, not a joy. I just also, it's interesting to note like many other bands that win the title of biggest rock band in the States. I guess I wouldn't say exactly the world because Brit British people uh, exist and I don't know. Who gives a shit? Um, but <laughs> who gives a shit? The biggest, you know, American rock band, they all do like... <laughs> We see another one here that just looks like they will just spit out good albums every three, four years and lead the airways. And then there's that little murky period. Because how do you expand rock music? (laughs) 
Well, I think like right. just keeping up with the times, like where you started in like what 1999 was their first was their first album, and like yeah. kind of uh, going to 2021, it's kind of hard to like. I don't know, adjust your sound well, sometimes. Two, two, yeah, it's two decades. Right, and, even for yeah, like a band like, like the Foo Fighters, like that's insane. Like as as well as as uh, talented as they are, like it's still still tough to do that kind of thing. Foo Fighters' first album was 95. 95! Yeah, so 95, even more. So this is even... It's, uh, it's, yeah. But let's uh, get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's get it started. We don't mind. Oh, yeah. Resume. I think track here, making a fire. Mm -hmm. I I honestly think like this is like it kind of. It's so far like a a great start to the album, and I think like this kind of brings it back to like their early albums, maybe Mm -hmm. like in the middle, almost two thousand ish albums, uh, where I I feel like is a song. And I think what's what's cool about this whole album is that it's like mixed with older stuff that they made along with like new experimental stuff with that um and i think this one just kind of hits home with like the classic foo fighters fan uh, making a fire just has that classic foo fighters sound and i don't know that chorus is super catchy i love it i uh, look forward to hearing it all summer and mm-hmm. insert card company here summer sales event commercials uh, <laughs> but yeah it's a nice uh poppy hit to kick off the album I mean, it's funny that na-na's and la-la's, any nonsense ad-lib chorus is gonna bang. Like, if you don't know the words to put, just start making something that somebody can sing along to without even knowing a single word. And you'll do it. And if you listen to enough, yeah, it's just, it's catnip for people that listen to music. So it's like cheating, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Because anytime a band has a na 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 or a la la part, and it's any kind of bounce to it, you're gonna sing along, aren't you? Oh yeah, for sure. Aren't you? Sure. Aren't sure. you? Yeah. Oh, so this, uh, so Spotify gives this track commentary. It's like like 45 seconds for each track. I think it's just take. It's probably from an actual interview, and they're just taking a clip from each. You know piece when they're going track by track much like we are Mm -hmm. uh so yeah dave said they uh this was the first song they wrote for the album too so it just kind of came together Mm -hmm. and the drums do sound fantastic he said uh it's one of those situations of where they took themselves up to a house to record an album which that's a dream man hanging out with dudes hanging out with your dudes just dudes rocking it's dudes rocking. just dudes rocking. Well, I have to just what uh um who the fuck what's the fucking drummer's name? Uh, I don't know. Taylor Taylor Hawkins. Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. Thank you. Yeah. I I think he's just super talented. I love that. And also, I have I have like a uh, I don't know like a little thing for him too. <laughs> but like just because he like started with Alanis Morissette. Well, he's like, blonde Dave Grohl. Yeah, pretty if much. We're being pretty completely much. honest. Oh man, you you Bettys! I didn't know how to say it without saying that. I was just like, I have a, a fetish. No, a crush. No. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I just have a thing just, for him. I just want to comb his hair. I want to brush his hair. <laughs> That's it. But um, uh, but yeah, fantastic. Like he, it's funny because like. 
a proficient drummer, you don't notice, but mm -hmm. a good one, you notice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, he's had some timeless uh, contributions through the years. Um, There's that valley, right? Like a bad drummer, you'll notice. <laughs> a proficient drummer, it's fine. Just in the background, great drummer. Once again, you'll like, learn to appreciate him. Yeah. Um, I, I think what also I set always... me over the edge for Tyler Hawkins. The, oh, go ahead. I always enjoyed the Everlong music video. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he's uh, a little old lady and then jumps up and <laughs> banging out a, banging out that end part to Everlong. Well, I love it. Well, I think like that's I think that's cool about all their music videos. Like Learn to Fly, they're like all different characters and stuff too. It's always so much fun to watch a Foo Fighters music video. Long Road to Ruin. Yeah. They do multiple like it's fun. They're, they're a band that never took themselves too seriously, despite the fact that Ave is just... What song is this? Yeah, what song is this? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Time oh, out. Is this it? isn't Foo Fighters. <laughs> it's because... Well, it's because now it doesn't play from stupid Spotify. I need to look into oh, that. It was oh, that's doing weird. Probably like the end of a YouTube video. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. It was probably on a YouTube video. Bummer. Uh, Before we move to on to shame. Thought, oh, go ahead. Like, yeah, sorry. Uh, that for a band that has moved into just legend status, they've never took themselves seriously enough that becomes pretentious and off-putting yeah absolutely april get into a drum contest with a little girl on uh youtube and twitter and it'll be just heartwarming and delightful <laughs> yeah it's super cool it's super cool i think uh, um yeah i mean you absolutely know their concerts are always that way too i mean like they always have, they always invite somebody on stage to like just perform with them for a little bit, and it's always so cool, like seeing everyone's face just light up when they're up there and they fucking play the Foo Fighters song, and Dave's just like, "Oh shit, that's fucking awesome! Hell yeah, dude!" Like the whole thing. Um, and and the last thing I wanted to say about uh, Taylor Hawkins is like, if you haven't listened to the cover of their cover of uh, "Have a Cigar," then fucking get on that because he can fucking belt that song out too because I fucking I love that's like my favorite cover of all time I fucking can't get over that um, really yeah I love that's like I, absolutely like if you'd ask me for my favorite cover of all time I'd be like Foo Fighters have a cigar that's it like I don't even know that that makes it into my top three Foo that's Fighters okay. covers hey, that's my... okay that's okay I know like there's some strong competition <laughs> like uh, they, they cover that Prince song um, on What's that Darling Prince? Nikki yeah, I is fucking, great. I love that uh, song. That's number two. Just a ripping version of Baker Street. That's a good one, too. Uh, do an excellent cover of Band on the Run. It's... Boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not fighting. Fight for Dave's affection. No, I think, I think for me, I, I mean, think, like me, it would go uh, Have a Cigar, and then Darling Nikki would be definitely number, number two for me. Like, it's really a close second, too. Like, it's not even... A thing like uh, just the way they they present that song, but we're not talking about the cover. Sorry, let's get on to this song that's actually theirs right now in this album. Shame, shame. This is where you kind of hear a little bit uh, different tone from the Foo Fighters, but yet they still have like that hint of uh, hint of classic Foo Fighters in there. But 
I don't know, it's something that I had to get used to. Like, it took me a couple listens to be like, oh, you know what, I fucking can't get this one out of my head now. But I, I, I just remember initially not digging this song completely. I just, I appreciate it because it was a Foo Fighters song, but I didn't like it until like, I don't know, like three or four listens through, and then fucking now it's in my head all the time. So this is the lead single off the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, gave me very strong Queens of the Stone Age vibes. Very uh, much. But kind of like kind of like what you're saying, this started a problem I have with the album, actually, in that it's straddling the fence of a sound change Yeah. versus the same old sound that they would normally have. But I do think this is actually just one of the stronger cuts off the album. Just like this, especially that bridge right there just felt... Like that's actually like a Josh home part. <laughs> like that's whenever whenever he goes into that like kind of whispered falsetto, that's yeah. very much something that Josh would. That's just a calling card of his. Turns it's, out when your guys are bros that even play in your own. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you learn to play. Like I, I, honestly, I kind of wanted. I forgot to look up. Uh, any of the production notes to see if he was hanging around and just has credits on the album. Yeah, Which wouldn't shock me yeah, at all. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I also think, um, I think, like, I know we discussed Sonic Highway and uh, Concrete and Gold just before this, and I, I feel like Concrete and Gold was kind of a nice bridge to this album because Concrete and Gold was like, it kind of had some hits on it, but then it was like, kind of like, eh, okay. And I feel like this song, this song could honestly go on Concrete and Gold because I kind of hear um, Sky is a Neighborhood. Um, as we just uh, disco out of this uh, song real quick. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I kind of hear like Sky is a Neighborhood in this song, but like a mellowed down version of it with this Shame Shame song. Um, yeah. To Cloud Spotter. The song sucks. The song sucks? Speaking of vibe stealing. Not even Eagles of Death Metal would have put this track out. <laughs> One, guillotines what? don't swing. Did you mean pendulums, Dave? And now there are three bangs, so there's also a gun now? And the fuck are you trying to say with cloud spotting, honestly? Is it something like train spotting, but you wanted to make the Jimi Hendrix reference of kissing the sky? So, like, no, this this is one of the worst songs on the album. No. It's please this, this sucks. me while I kiss this guy. Damn, Kevin. Everybody has the it's everybody has that Hendrix lyric wrong. Like, yeah. Kiss this guy. I'm sorry, I'm still kind of like in shock of Kevin's like no, ah, this I'm song the clown sucks. spotting. This, uh, like, fuck this song, okay? Uh sorry, Ben, but I agree with Kevin in the sense I will not That's listen to not- the song again. <laughs> <laughs> after after this. This is the last time. <laughs> encore. This is the encore. This is the, the, the death kneel for me. I will never listen to this track again. That's, you know, I think the only thing that's really saving it for me is the chorus, because I think it's still like a catchy Foo Fighters chorus. But at the same time, I understand what you guys are saying. I totally get it. I just didn't expect that strong of a response of how much. No. <laughs> It's, like it's super it was super like <laughs> it was like it was like kevin was about to like he introduced the song he's like ah now i'm a clown spotter and then just ripped off his shirt and just started yelling and screaming <laughs> like no no this song is terrible I, I fuck it just it, 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 it when when you build a uh super fan you get strong reactions and 
and you violate the trust that's been built between us by putting out something as garbage as this track, uh, I'm going to let you know. Sorry, Dave. Uh, that is the that's the downside i will say to this one's project i feel because it is only nine tracks they didn't do any uh chopping block (laughs) of like maybe let's b-side that track because i think they needed all nine tracks to make it a release right i was gonna say like i wonder if that's what they were kind of stuck with like you'd think like a band like the foo fighters would have enough material to pulled ten so- nine songs out and then yeah i wonder well if they did just go to the place with the uh you know wherever they went to record this with just the idea of whatever we make there is what's gonna make it on there mm-hmm. um i guess oh I, I, if uh next week when we get them on you know <laughs> yeah dave dave i know you're listening dave, but, dave come on not exactly radio yeah. but uh <laughs> Make, you should sound way drunker when you say that. It, it's like the Boston voicemail at like two in the morning. Dave, 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 you got Dave. you got to do the show, Dave. Dave. Dave, it's me. It's Kevin. Uh, uh, also, like you know, if Dave Grohl were to actually come on this show, like next week, Kevin would. would Kevin die. already told us. Kevin told us that he was busy, but I know he would explode to make sure he was free for that time if Dave Grohl was here. Oh man, well, maybe one day. But yeah, I wonder if they had other tracks or this was just the nine they wrote. Hold up. Yeah. Oh. Who do you think was avoiding their families cool. by going up there? <laughs> like, Hell yeah, we'll go record an album. I don't need to see my family. I know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I don't know why it gives me that vibe, but maybe Pat. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all of them. <laughs> Pat is uh Pat 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 Pat's the name of a uh, yeah hunting widow. <laughs> that, that, that's a guy that always leaves their wife uh, holding the bag. Um, speaking of uh, ballads that I just ain't feeling. Being <laughs> out of war. My problem with any ballad, any modern day ballad, it just feels like you're forcing yourself to write one because just. Oh, like classic rock already wrote all the best ballads anyways. Mm-hmm. So, so it always just feels more like the artist is deciding I want to write a ballad. <laughs> What's the thing? I think like Dave, and this Grohl one reminds kind of- me a oh, lot of, uh, I was to say, this one reminds me a lot of times like these, which is mm-hmm. already one of the best modern rock ballads. Uh, it's very earnest. And honestly, it missed me a few times on the first listens where it just, did really come off as someone trying to write something for this day and age without really having anything to say about it. But eventually it did kind of click for me. Like I, I do like the buildup a lot when it, it, it does yes. earn that buildup at the end. And he's always been great about mm-hmm. that's one of his strong suits as a rock music writer is his ability to make it feel like you lasted the entire, you know, three minutes to earn that part at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I and think I, I don't be like last like as it stared at your phone maybe sometimes with this song but um in the sense mm-hmm. of just you listen to what I had to say now here's the part where we're rocking <laughs> I think uh um this song kind of hits for me because there was one summer I remember just listening to 
Echoes and Silence and Patience and Grace for like the entire summer. Like that's the only thing I listen to, and like this has that kind of vibe from it. So I, I think I was kind of like, uh, I even know. I knew that that was a big album for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it was a big album for a lot of people. Right. Right. Uh, shout out to my former uh, coworker Jim. Uh, he big became a big Foo Fighters guy. Um, uh, I think they helped him a lot after he lost his wife. Oh, um, that's sad. Damn. He has a he has a really big Foo Fighters like lyric tattoo. Nice. Guarantee Jim's not listening to this. He's too damn old. <laughs> <laughs> no. If I see him, I'm gonna. If I see him, I'm gonna tell him that. Um, <laughs> I always. Uh, that's one of those things. Uh, fucking COVID takes from you too is just the casual running into because Jim does live somewhere over here in Tosa. Mm-hmm. So uh, and I. I used oh. to work with him a couple jobs ago, uh, but we would always run into each other at like Ray, uh, Ray's or uh, Tosa Liquor. Yeah, if you're ever in Wauwatosa, make sure you stop by yeah. Ray's Liquor, okay? Because like we don't work together anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, we don't work together anymore. I went to his wedding though, so you know it's oh. that kind of friendship of like we're always say hi. So, but yeah. that's that's about that's as far as it goes now. But you know you miss that now. Right, because absolutely. We don't have any casual friendships right now. Mm-hmm. The only people we've kept in touch the last year have been those people that we would have kept in touch with anyways. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that is what I'm looking forward to when we can look forward to it again is casual friendships. Mm-hmm. Amen <laughs> to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, um, let's get on to the, uh, the title of the album. Let's do it. Title track. Yeah, Listen title track. at midnight. Yes. Uh, it's got a very once in a lifetime China girl vibe to it. Uh, this is the song that reminded me of a quote from last year uh, in an interview with his mom, Virginia, for Mother's Day. Uh, the program on the LA radio station, Alt 98.7 FM. Grohl revealed more details of what fans could expect from the forthcoming record. Mm-hmm. Record is so good. We're so excited for people to hear it. We're so excited to go out and play, he said. It's filled with anthemic, huge, sing-along rock songs. It's kind of like a dance record, but not an EDM, disco, modern dance record. It's got groove. To me, it's our David Bowie's Let's Dance record. Ooh. That's what we wanted to make. We wanted to make this really up, fun record. Uh, and this one has the most less dance vibe to it, in my opinion. Now, yeah, I, I can absolutely see that. Uh, and this is, I think, this is where we got a we got a little mix up uh, last week before we even started recording. Kevin and I talked about uh, how we got some different band vibes from this album, and I uh, have brought this up several times of how I have like this dyslexia. Between Talking Heads and Flaming Lips. Um, so, I was talking about a completely different song, trying to say Flaming Lips. While this one was definitely, uh, after hearing it a couple more times, I'm like, oh, Kevin is totally right. This does sound like a Talking Head song, especially that yeah. beginning. Because <laughs> it, it, like Dave even says, it's all groove. Yeah. I mean, this must be the place. Uh, uh, like yeah. That, mm. That's what it is. You know, <laughs> David now, Byrne uh, was able see, to See, I've make... got once in a lifetime of the, like, oh, if yeah. you listen to the beginning part of that song, like, I feel like that's exactly 
uh, the baseline and the kind of like the whatever wood blocks I think mm-hmm. they're like hitting on for that are making some of the sounds in here. Uh, yeah. See, um, I, I just imagine Dave Grohl wearing a big suit and Tony freaking out about it. Big suit! <laughs> <laughs> I love the big suit. Honestly, I'm shocked that that hasn't been a thing he's done either on stage or in a music video before. Everybody wants to do... Come on. Who who cares? Everyone loves man. doing the yeah, big suit. Come on. Do the big suit, big Dave. Suits. Come on, Dave. I, I still like the stupid whatever they were wearing, Kanye and Lil Pump for I Love It. Oh, yeah. And I still love the tweet that somebody found of a dog episode where him and Skeeter are in these similar yes. big suits. And sure. they just have the lyrics of just of a sick fuck. It's like a quick fuck. <laughs> but just have a capture for the, the, that. Of- that. That episode was directly referencing uh, the Talking Heads doing uh, the big suit. Fuck yeah. So it all comes full circle because it's all. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. <laughs> God, I just like. Ah, uh, just imagining. I haven't seen that meme, so like just. I pictured Doug and Skeeter wearing that stuff with those captions. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um. That also reminds me of always of like Kanye, such a genius. Yeah, just look up the uh, sure that he music video. Think big. Of... <laughs> I'm always thinking big, baby. But yeah, uh, Kanye, musical genius that will think of lines like, "I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Or just comes this like amazing organic beat where it just found, sounds like all this shit coming together, and then on top of it, it'll go, "Why you sue Doctor Evil?" <laughs> oh my <laughs> just, God. Uh, just sometimes it's just funny to step back and be Whew. like, uh, "That man." Um, this one is this one I said out loud. Oh come on. <laughs> just because of how He's gonna have a talk with his alt-right son. No, just because of how Queens of the Stone Age it was for me. Oh no. This part especially, I just <laughs> went like, oh. Ah, yeah, I just went, oh ah. come on. <laughs> and it's not like I like it, but I honestly just out loud I was mad at it. <laughs> Because I'm like, this is just a Queens of the Stone. It rocks because Queen of the Stone Age fucking kicks ass. But I still like like the pre-chorus uh, has it like reminds you that it's still a Foo Fighters song before you get confused that it is a Queens of the Stone Age song. It's ju- it's just like if you like just took a Dave Grohl filter and then dragged it down to Josh Holmes' <laughs> vocal track and just went, okay. <laughs> Maybe they only did get to eight songs and they're like, Josh, you gotta help us out. Send us something. Please. <laughs> we really need to push this album out. Oh my god. I mean, again, track fucking rocks. I love it. Yeah. But especially it has that, like, blues rock scale right there mm-hmm. in there, too. The That's straight up Queens of the Stone Age, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> type of hook for me. Well, fantastic bands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then another fantastic band when they smashed themselves together and called themselves Crooked Vultures. Oh, my God. I need another album. I need another fucking album from them. Uh, Josh is nowhere to be found on uh, any of the credits. 
Just Damn in it. spirit. Just in spirit. I was like, you Extremely hang- in spirit. <laughs> like, you hang out long enough, like you guys said earlier, you're going to fucking pick up what your friends are doing. I, that makes sense to me, so. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be happy about that, too. Yeah. That's definitely a show I would pay money for, too, if they ever tour, like, together. Them Crooked Vultures? Yeah. Even if it's expensive as hell. <laughs> or just Queens Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, yeah. That's what you need. You need all four. You need Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, Them Crooked Vultures, and fucking uh, Eagles of Death Metal to fucking I'm open for I'm very interested post-COVID, like, the kind of tours we might get and stuff where bands are, you know, having to mm-hmm. pick up where they left right. off. You might... I could see some superstar headline co-headliners kind of thing of we need to get as many people in the building as possible Mm -hmm. so let's team up (laughs) with our big names you know Mm -hmm. we might see that um the other thing i was thinking is stuff like the like also call it miller park who gives a fuck but like you know (laughs) miller parks uh uh, their post shows or whatever none of those were enticing names like i had tickets to flow rider and then we didn't uh we ended up I think selling those or something, and I would have been like, if I was there for Flowrider, I would have stayed, but I wasn't like, oh hell yeah, Flowrider after this, baby. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if even stuff like the after concerts are gonna be instead of guys that had like one hit, it's gonna be, you know, impressive uh, people that you'll want to stay after. Because, uh, I mean, it's just going to be interesting because, I mean, that's definitely one of the things that got, you know, obviously just decimated. Right, obviously, right. These stupid live shows outside of Trapped and weirdos. Oh, God. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah, actual normal acts and stuff. Hell, we need Eve 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. I can't wait to see him at State Fair uh, again. But onto... <laughs> onto holding poison, the... Uh... The formula is showing itself a little bit here uh, because a bunch of these songs are starting to start off the same, which is mm-hmm. a little unnerving. Mm-hmm. Then also there's another uh, Queens of the Stone Age guitar sound here making an appearance uh, where it does oh, like this like, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, and maybe it's a chorus too long. Like, I feel like the natural end is right after the guitar solo, but I guess that doesn't really work for radio. But I... I like this song. This is their first, like, this one has, I really do like the chorus. Uh, it brings me back to their really older uh, harmonic kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of his harmonic stuff that he would do on a uh, color and shape or nothing left to lose. Yeah. But I- yeah, I, I can hear that wah in the back. That is very much uh uh, and then even this a little bit. I um, I think this is kind of uh, for me now. Like I don't know, I'm kind of like having an epiphany, but this is kind of like like top tier dad rock. This song, at least, like this is definitely oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. like play this in the garage when you're like working on the bench or more. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was say that chorus kicks in. I'm like, yeah, this is some fucking dad rock. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're becoming dads. Oh no. That's the other thing, yeah, we didn't touch on yet, I guess, is this, you know, like you said, Foo Fighters has followed us 
our whole lives. Yeah. Especially because, like, so 95, that was before we were even, like, you know, we were watching the Packers win a Super Bowl and thinking, oh, this is how life is going to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. God. Uh, how heartbreaking. <laughs> but, you know, that was before, like, eight or nine, you know, music is generally cool, whatever, but, like, you don't know enough to have a real taste. Mm-hmm. Um, what was probably the first that, like, what? for us was probably the color and shape there's nothing left to lose mm-hmm. kind of time that yeah. we're in middle school mm-hmm. that's probably when we heard learn to fly and my hero yeah and learn to go fly. back and, learn to fly for sure yep and then you go back and all three of those are like oh rock music fucking rules <laughs> and then you start getting a little older and then one by one and in your honor that's when for me, I was starting to listen to punk rock, but then also, oh, they're a cool rock band, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, and then by the time they're in our their middle career, by then we're a decade of being big music guys, you know. So they're just another one of the hundred of groups you listen to. And now it's all wrapped around. That's they're it. still chugging. We're still chugging with our ears, and now oh. they're still here. Yeah, you know. It's, one of those things it's been old know. enough now to be uh on the ballot for rock and roll hall of fame and right if that's not a first ballot band i don't know yeah, like i when i when i initially heard that the foo fighters are going to be uh uh possibly inducted to the hall of fame i'm like why they're still so young and i'm like oh wait no <laughs> oh, never, no we're never just mind. so old god they damn it they have a 25 year music career oh that's why I like it made me it made me sad but also I'm like I'm very happy I was gonna say we had to bring it up at some point that they just got uh, a possible induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with like Jay-Z and uh, I forgot who else was on that list yeah. but, uh, other notable there, there are other notable names too but at the same time caring about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is total dad behavior so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so thought it was a great museum. Out. So you know, uh, thinking about me, great museums uh, is dad moves. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I went to the Rock and Roll Museum um, when I, I remember my family took a random trip to Ohio, and fucking we went there and I I couldn't appreciate it and I was like really upset like later on in my life learning that I was actually at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I was like god god damn it this is so stupid anyways chasing birds here this is the one where I got my mixed up talking heads flaming lips thing because I kind of got a feel of like flaming lips from like uh, that album that you showed us Kevin I, I felt like I felt like this kind of fit with the sound in that album that uh, we listened to, the uh, robot one. The fucking, what's it called again? It's a big, long title. Shimmy Battles the Pink Robots. Yes, thank you. I was like, something, something, Pink Robots. Oh, it's still a great album. But uh, I felt like this one could have fit on there too. You're like, I know it would have fit on there. And like, I'm not that, I, I'm I... like. Disagree? You disagree? Disagree? Because yeah. this is hands down one of the worst songs on this might actually just be (laughs) the worst song the Foo Fighters have ever written and uh it's on par with like some of the worst tracks from One by One or Sonic Highways and it sounds like an early Pink Floyd or John Lennon song but nothing with cliches and mixed metaphors and on top of that it's just boring 
uh, psychedelic music is in such a different level and space right now. Like, call the guys from MGMT to help rewrite this one, or better yet, just to get rid of it entirely. Oh my god! Yeah, don't don't use in your like bridge and your like hook to, for us to listen to the ballad. Like a very cliche thing of road to hell is paved with bad in- or good intentions. Like that's just uh, such a like I don't know, Dave. You're like 45 years old. You don't need to think about that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, it feels very much like this is a. Again, this is like where I was talking about like how a lot of ballads, modern day ballads, feel like they're written. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Tony's frozen. There you go. He's coming back. Hold on. I feel like this is kind of like this is just kind of like a personal jam sesh that you would sing to yourself. And I guess thank you for making me feel intimate, and bringing me in. But also, I don't need to hear it. That's it. I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna say this, and Kevin's gonna be real mad at me. And I understand, and I get it. But I'm gonna say it. This feels like. Do you realize? That's where I got it from. There, I said it. Kevin, I know, I know you're gonna disagree. I'm aware. Early, I don't want you to choke dis- me. There's, there's so much more going on with do you realize? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I just okay. think at a sound, at a sound standpoint, I think that kind of gives that kind of vibe, and I, that's where I felt it because I'm like, this song sounds familiar. Uh, it's not as at a low volume. It has a similar rhythm to it. Yeah, but that's about it. Well, anyways. I'm I'm waiting for Kevin to choke me through the computer right now, so. Just a certain rhythm. Lucky we're not in the same room. (laughs) All Um, you hear is my microphone dropping and there's just like choking sounds. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony's like, yeah, fucking get him! Honestly, this sounds more like a track off of metal. Uh, One of Pink Floyd's earlier Mm -hmm. albums and like it's it's very subdued, yeah. uh, but like where that one was like groundbreaking and also covering a whole bunch of different things. Like this one is, as I already said, pretty cliche with what it's trying to say. Right. Yeah. And I can yeah. see why it's boring that way. Then I was going to say like if this was if this was something new, yeah, I, I would understand that'd be awesome. But like since we've heard it many a times before, I can see why it's not very good. It's just if. Like, we know he can just poop out a song like that, too. Like, this, that band could put, poop out a hundred songs like that. Like, that's it's just... It, it just feels like a track pooped out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's one of those I will never think about again once we're done with this. Like, it's kind of... So it's, it's so it's not like that awful or, yeah, it's like, oh my god, remember when they did that? It's just... I will never think about you again. <laughs> and I and I just don't know the person who, like, I guess outside the diehards that are going to think about it again. Like, again, who is that for? I, a track like that, who is that for after a 25-year career? See, here's, here's, another, here's another thing I'm going to give an argument for for that song. And I'm not trying to give arguments for the song. I'm really not. But uh, <laughs> sounds like you're trying to defend the song here. Yeah, man. It sounds a lot like you're trying to defend the song. I know it's not looking good for me right now, but here we go. You could defend a better one, like right I, here. Well, absolutely, this song is great. We're gonna talk about it in one second. But one last argument for Chasing Birds uh, is that since I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I feel like I haven't been exposed enough to that kind of music that you talk about because I understand 
the regurgitation of music uh, can be annoying to someone that follows that certain type of sound. And I and I understand, like, Kevin being a big fan of Flaming Lips, and me thinking, because I just kind of got into Flaming Lips, like, just last year, or uh, I guess, oh, I forgot two years, I mean, we had to skip wanna... last year. But, listen to modern ballads be my guest i just ain't joining you oh no absolutely i get it i'm just saying like i think that might be if if foo fighters can find that target audience that aren't used to that kind of sound then bam there you go that's it all right sorry we can talk about love dies young now <laughs> now talk about kind of a you know a little departure from your normal sound this one's like a pop rock yeah yeah, uh, and honestly, probably my favorite track on the album, which good job, Foos, for giving me a reason to listen to the entire album right. to get to the end here. Mm-hmm. Is it a bit too pop for them? Maybe, but it does remind me of something that would have been like on Nothing Left to Lose, which is their best album, in my opinion. And, uh, and, and it, this is the kind of area I could see... Keep exploring this area, foos, just mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, it's interesting, and I think they could make a whole, you know, they could play with this a lot. See, I think stuff. that's uh, that's a, another thing that we were talking about with Sonic Highway and Concrete and Gold and this song. I wonder if this is just a bridge to, like, one, like, badass album. Who knows? It might be their last album. But I'm just saying, like, if they have another album after this one, it could be, like, the one that fucking hits to, like, send them... Out into that sunset on their fucking horse, like not coming back, that kind of thing, or whatever metaphor you want to put into it. I don't know, fucking. But I don't know. Could be that bridge. Dave seems like the kind of guy who's gonna keep making music until he dies. So, yeah, that's. Like, uh, I that's don't. Awesome. I don't see. I don't see him quitting anytime soon. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, I think like you, you can just make money off of your name alone. So fucking, you can put out whatever the fuck you want. You can put a fucking album out of nursery songs, and he'll probably fucking sell uh, a million records of that shit. So, <laughs> and then you know what? I think like you know if if like if his target audience is like us, the people like our age and shit, and like people our age start having kids and stuff, I hope he puts out a fucking nursery t- nursery album. Because I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll buy the shit out of that and be like, yeah, listen to Grandpa Dave Grohl talk to you and then I'll give you the rest of his work when you get a little bit older. Personally, I'll pass on that one. But, uh, <laughs> it'd be better if you're listening. Uh, I would definitely listen to your... Uh, lullabies and nursery rhymes. Yeah. God, I'd fucking buy an Eddie Vedder album like that. God damn. <laughs> I mean, his ukulele uh, one is pretty much just that. So. Oh, I didn't know that existed. I'll have to check that out. Hmm. Eddie Vedder ukulele songs. It's a great record. Ukulele. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, that was, uh, that was it. Love Dies Young, Foo Fighters, Medicine at Midnight. Overall, I think it was a pretty good album. I know there's a lot of misses. I shouldn't say a lot of misses, but Kevin has definitely uh, made his made his feelings known about a couple songs. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a couple big misses, uh, a few middling tracks, but tracks I liked, I really did enjoy and thought, you know, if, if I ever catch them live, I hope to see the tracks I liked uh, live versus the ones I didn't like yeah hopefully hopefully what was it cloud spotter cloud spotting whatever it's called <laughs> fuck that song that song roots so hard that you was... have other better acoustic oh, yeah. songs so don't even play bird chasing or whatever your other one is chasing birds 
<laughs> oh my, I just like, okay, first of all, right off the bat, when we got into Cloud Spotter. Staring at the list here, like, I could just look at the title of the track, but no. <laughs> no, you, you, you disrespect him so much that you could look at the name of the title and just fucking say it wrong anyway. Fucking whatever. God, that was great. Especially like getting the clowns, cl- clown, cloud spotter, and fucking Kevin's like, ah, I'm the clown spotter. I want this clown is, spotter. This is, <laughs> this is the fucking worst song. Give me clown spotter. Clown spotter. We could, we could rename the song clown spotter. <laughs> that's, that's bad. Made me feel like a clown for listening to clown that. Clown spotter. <laughs> Con spotters when uh, Ben Google's pictures. Of- <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> not cool. Oh man, just sitting there, pictures of the Joker. <laughs> man, on his lunch you were just eating a sandwich just in front of his computer. What are you doing? Uh, nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about what I'm doing here. God. All right. Well, um. So, Kevin, you said you had hyper specific for us so hold on yes sir let's make the drop happen and we're back let's do it so the foo fighters and specifically dave are 90s legends Mm -hmm. this nostalgia works in 30 year cycles 90 trend do you see making comebacks over the next decade I, you know, I, I've already seen this thing where I think Zoomers are parting their hair down the middle. I think that's kind of making a comeback. I was thinking more music. But... Oh, music. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant actual trends. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I know. It, 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 I, I did not uh, specifically state music, but sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hey, I'm just saying. Because apparently they're or, making fun of millennials for having that side part, which I love my side part. It looks a lot cooler than... I mean, we're already... Ben, I'm sorry. You're going to get clowned by younger people. That's fine. That's a part of yeah, not part of being life. as young, just being sort of young. Um, <laughs> pretty young. There we go. There we're go. pretty young. <laughs> um, pretty young yet. Um, but, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, we're already talking about freeing Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Uh, we that all was, agree. That was one that I. We all agree. Timberlake. I got three. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Timberlake backlash is finally happening. Um, I still love when he saw Old Town Road success. So he went and made a country album, and nobody cared. That was funny. <laughs> man, man of the woods or whatever. And that was before Old Town Road. Uh, oh, okay. That was him seeing everyone get on the Bon Iver wagon, and he tried oh, to go okay. and do a Bon Iver thing. Oh, okay. After making fun of Bon Iver on SNL. Like, cool, my guy. <laughs> and then just nobody cared. That was funny. <laughs> um, well, System of Down, they might be back. They might right be back. Then? They might be back. Well, I think uh, Sur- Sur- Surge actually just released his singles. For his uh, a single for his own like self titled stuff or not self titled his oh, own so they, uh, solo so, work. So, so they did a uh, a, a hiatus speed run. Yeah, again. I guess so. <laughs> hiatus speed run, two tracks, and then Serge goes solo again. Well, no, that's the thing. I think for this, I actually haven't listened to it yet. That's kind of surprising. But like, um, 
he said that he wanted to have the song be a system song, but then it just kind of didn't work out, and so he released it as a solo uh, a solo song. I know I uh, you, get, you have you to blame give. COVID for that. Yeah, maybe. I know New Radicals got back together uh, and played "You Get What You Give" mm-hmm. for uh, Biden's <laughs> inauguration. Oh, um, people like that song. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that kind of reminds maybe, me. Like, maybe somebody will sam- sample it into uh, it again. Well, two things. Two things. Uh, Eve Six. That'd be great if they made a comeback because only because of their Twitter presence and uh, that's yeah. Um, but then also, <laughs> I should also the Heart in a Blender song rule. <laughs> Also, I should have known this. I should have thought of this right off the bat as soon as Kevin said 90s trends in music. Uh, ska. Yeah, fucking ska, man. Fucking bring it back. I mean, you, I, you can always guess ska revival and always be wrong. Earthwave ska, I see making a comeback. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, I mean... So my big three were to go on uh, Tony's mentioning of Britney Spears uh, with K-pop being huge now oh, yeah. i see yeah. america re trending back to the boy band uh bubblegum pop to try and jump on that wave yeah um, uh, for sure um you do it i mean you have to have shitty music execs just watching all that and getting <laughs> very very just old. like how do we exploit um, Everyone loves the people dancing again. How do we exploit? Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's that's. Probably, I like how we make our like disgusting, uh, slimy music executives sound a little like Trump. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're all dancing. They're all dancing the same people, basically. Songs. Kind of set the bar they're for that. Yeah. They're all dancing to their little song. Uh, the local milk people. I think the second so music trend we're going to see from the '90s make a comeback is the uh, house music. Uh, techno mm. trends that you oh, were yeah. seeing oh, at yeah. the mm-hmm. beginning parts with with us all having been locked up for as long as we have once everyone's able to go back out to the dance clubs i see just like your cnc music factory whatever uh i forget who did what is love but like that type of Hadaway. music i don't think we're going to be seeing i don't think we're going to be seeing edm as like thing or like very like aggressive stuff it's going to be very much dance techno type of uh dance music that i think would make him come back man then as you brought up uh new radicals i think we're gonna see a trend of just out of left field one hit wonders where it's not like anything like we've already kind of seen it with sea shanties uh (laughs) being a popular thing and i think that's just an advent of tiktok yeah It'll just be yeah. whatever music trend they're on to for flavor of the week. Uh, uh, that it's just going to explode just random. Like, if you see Big Band Swing come back, it's probably going to be because some TikTok meme did it. Yeah, that's if you see some like. That we can't foresee compared to that is, yeah, this technology and the micro attention spans mm-hmm. of us all. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something we touched on even in the show of just how music is much more segmented because of that, because you can just access the shit you want all the time. Mm-hmm. And then that's why some of our, you know, even, even people, you know, they could be your friends. They could be your neighbors that just listen, <laughs> literally listen to the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over, mm-hmm, and over mm-hmm, because 
I get it. There's just so much out there. Who gives a shit? Right, just yeah. Listen to shit, you know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it can get intimidated. Uh, and then I guess also like with these trends, like Kevin's saying, it's just anything, anything that is possible to make alone. And thanks to music technology, that's almost any type of music, but especially anything super heavy like electronic. That is, for instance, trying to get you to dance or something. Uh, I can't be the only jackass who's now spending a lot of quarantine time with headphones on trying to do that. So See, I, I can't imagine the I, amount of people doing that. I was going to mention when Kevin mentioned that we were all kind of locked up in our house. So you're going to hear a lot more of that. I'm like, oh, Tony's fucking doing that. Tony's doing it right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Once you realize, yeah, just the amount of technology to allow you to just make whatever you want by yourself. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and there, like, and even when we used to cooperate all together mm-hmm. the whole time, um, I now see the push and pull side of that of like, oh, this is cool. I don't have to pass this by anybody. Also, right. I don't have to pass this by anybody. It better be good. <laughs> right. um, so it, it's a different experience for sure. Uh, one thing I do look forward to, though, is bringing these skills like when we get to actually hang out and we can maybe make music together. Sweet, sweet music. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that I'm excited about that. So there has to be a plenty of people that are just doing shit on their own. And then that's going to be a different output versus people that are normally collaborating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, shit, this was a great episode. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, well, that's the episode right there. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, talking about the Foo Fighters. This is not exactly radio with me, your host, Benny K, and Tony. Uh, just Tony. Tony, just Tony. And of course, Kevin Gesme. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Yes. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Not Exactly Radio, and uh, of course, our personal ones we said at the beginning of the episode. Until then, we're going to have uh, some. I don't know. Sweet, sweet music. I fucking... I I really fucked up this ending here. Anyways. All right. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.